letter to Daddy. His address is heaven above. I've written a letter to Daddy saying I love you. We've written a letter to Murphy. Hi, welcome to Dear Ryan Murphy, a short-form TV recap podcast and beyond. Each week we wax comedic about Ryan Murphy's latest TV shows. American Horror Story was, well, a fucking lot this week. Even Ty is reaching the limits of his affection for this show. Yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable. But never fear. We're here, queer, and holding a mirror to Ryan Murphy, dear. I just love rhymes. I think rhymes make the world go round. And you know what? I'm not going to argue with you about it. Good. We have a musical number this episode? Yes, we do. And you all knew it was just a matter of time that we sang in the style of Judy Dench. Everyone saw this coming. Anyway, let's dive in. Let's dive right in. This week, American Horror Story Cult, Episode 8, Winter of Our Discontent. Alternate titles, Ryan Murphy's The Handmaid's Tale, Sarah Paulson's character is likable now, or oh, the most disgusting vulgar hour of TV you will ever watch ever. But first, our one-take-speed recap of the whole episode. Don't fuck it up, boys. Episode starts. Obnoxiously chiseled therapist Cheyenne Jackson shows up at the city council cult headquarters of his little brother, Councilman Trump-loving Evan Peters. Turns out Cheyenne Jackson knew nothing about Councilman Trump-loving Evan Peters' cult or city council race, and he wants to offer fake brotherly support. This could be a national movement. From now on, call me Councilman. Later, at lesbian wife Ivy's restaurant, Councilman Trump-loving Evan Peters' white male Mormon militia has gathered for a meal while the ladies of the cult have been relegated to kitchen duty. I'm being treated like a servant in my own restaurant. How did this handmade shit even happen. Nobody's happy, but professional reporter and now prep chef Adina Porter knows it's a waste of time to go up against Evan Peters now that he has an army. Flashback to Councilman Trump-loving Evan Peters at a city council meeting, strong-arming the board to legitimize his white male Mormon militia. Flash forward to professional reporter Adina Porter saying they need to bide their time and kill Evan Peters. Enter Carrie Fisher's daughter Billy Lord saying they need to stay loyal to Evan Peters. Kai would never hurt me. I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for him. She then tells a very long story that backs up neither of those statements. Flashback to Billy Lord's very long story. Which is so gruesome, we're just not gonna go into it. In short, Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, and Trump-loving Evan Peters get invited to a haunted house run by a psychopathic Christian version of the Jigsaw Killer. The house of horrors is filled with real people in moralistic torture chambers, which are so violent that even Evan Peters is mortified. So he saves them and kills the zealot. The end. Don't watch it. Flash forward to the restaurant. For some reason, Billy Lord's story convinced them to work with Evan Peters instead of murdering him. Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, heads to the cult headquarters to convene with Council and Trump-loving Evan Peters about the cult's treatment of the women. In yet another pinky-swear-fear oath, which they literally call Pinky Power, Councilman Peters reveals his plan for Billy Lord. He's going to make Silver Fox Detective have sex with her while he, at the same time, fucks Silver Fox Detective in the ass. The idea being that she will give birth to some cult messiah. Cut to obnoxiously chiseled Cheyenne Jackson inside of a very pissed-off Sarah Paulson's home. He reveals to her that Evan Peters and Winter are his siblings. Your sister is screwing my wife! She begins to put two and two together about time and threatens him. You spent years 
years under the same roof, and you're just now realizing your brother's a psychopath? Jump ahead to attempted rape scene number one. Yes, there's more than one. With All For One's 1994 hit, I swear, playing in the background, Silver Fox detective Carrie Fisher's daughter Billy Lord and Trump-loving Evan Peters attempt the incestuous impregnation ceremony. Unfortunately, Silver Fox can't get it up, and Billy Lord calls bullshit on this rapey bullshit. Jump ahead to progressive lesbian Sarah Paulson's home, where she's invited councilman Trump-loving Evan Peters over for sloppy joes. And a sellout Cheyenne Jackson in exchange for getting her son back. Cut to Winter wearing a dunce cap, picking up garbage on the side of the road. Silver Fox detective pulls up in his car and offers her a bowl of gruel. Here's your lunch, servant. She asks for an apple instead, which he refuses per Evan Peters' orders. Were you always his bitch? Turns out he wasn't. Until he was. Flashback! And we find out that Evan Peters used to sell drugs. When Silver Fox detective catches him, he blackmails Evan Peters into giving him a cut of the drug money. Scandalous. Evan Peters flips the table when he finds out that Silver Fox can't get an erection without choking the women he's fucking with heavy metal music playing in the background. He convinces Silver Fox detective that he hates women and ends up fucking him in the ass. With a man, there's no energy drain. Flash forward to Billy Lord telling Silver Fox detective that he's totally gay. Cue attempted rape scene number two, in which Silver Fox detective tries to force himself on Billy Lord, but she shoots him in the fucking head. Jump ahead to the cult headquarters where Evan Peters has captured his obnoxiously chiseled brothers Cheyenne Jackson and professional reporter Adina Porter. Evan Peters reveals that it was Cheyenne Jackson who taught him about pinky power. Sigh. Then proceeds to cut off his brother's pinky and slit his throat. As for professional reporter Adina Porter, it turns out that Billy Lord blamed Silver Fox Detective's death on her. She calls bullshit on this whole cult enterprise. If you're insecure enough to believe Winter, then just kill me now. Put me out of my misery. Instead, Evan Peters puts her in an isolation chamber and ends the meeting by revealing the members, the newest member of the cult, progressive lesbian Sarah Sarah Paulson. End of episode. Keeping it. (laughs) Nice work, boys. And now for everyone's favorite part of the show. Two assholes talking about the episode. Good luck saying anything at all about the show's abject violence against women. Well, here we go. (laughs) Again. I'm actually, I'm starting to feel bad for the people who listen to this podcast who actually like the show. Oh, I don't. Well, I just hope I'm not alienating them. No. Not at all. Okay. I, I just, for the sake of balance, I think you're going to have to bang hard on the drum of whatever it is that oh. you liked about this episode. It's a bass drum. I, well, it's basic, no, I, that's for sure. Well, no. <laughs> well, I, no, like, okay. I, I just, thought it was too much. I, I, I have no positivity to bring. I thought it, well, there's always some positivity. You, know, you, you mind that for us. Well, there are some great performances going on. So yes, this was a very, very intense episode. You know, lots of things going on. We have two rapes. We have, <sighs> um, we have um, incest. We have, we have um, uh, a, a bunch of A murders? brother killing a brother. Family murder, you know, so it's a lot. It's intense. It's a lot going on at once. And this is... I thought it was too much. I have to say, I thought oh, no. it was too... You know, like, I know. No! I know, I was like, it was just so goddamn much all oh, at once, just in your our face. Our podcast just lost balance. Well, okay, no, I Which will I'm admit... I'm fine with it means hey, you agree with me. I'm not just living in the clouds, you know, like, I, I when something is too much, I'll acknowledge it. And I do think it was just too much. It's like, if you want to show something that intense, like, show it, and then, and then... You know, show other things, make it add fluff, you know, and there was no fluff. None. So, well, I guess what's happened now is that 
Sarah Paulson is now the voice of reason. Yes. So actually, right. that's, that is, I can, I can center in on that for a minute. Yes. I do uh, like where we're at with her now. I like that she's, we're, we're past the point of her being overran by Ooh. phobias. Ooh. She's speaking, you know, she's doing that great Sarah Paulson thing where she's just a smart character who's like, finally like speaking truth to power and staring people down and staring people yeah she we still need her to get a cigarette in her hand she has not like, had she one, hasn't that's had one the cigarette issue, this season i think the moment yeah, she lights up the moment she lights up oh the whole everything turns around is what she needs now does it make sense how we got here this character transformation james does life make sense yeah a does lot the of the universe makes make a lot well it's all an illusion, I and I guess. think television reflects so, that. But I will say that that I can I can gladly I enjoyed yeah. that aspect of this episode because it was because okay so you know it kind of did <laughs> the rest of you it. You hate this. Okay, well let's let's break it down, buddy. All, all right? right. So we've got some serious problems with I do anyway. With the use of violence against women. Yes. Yes. It's just... Yeah, I I understand the point. I think that... I think that they think that because ultimately the show is, like, condemning the violence, that it's using it against the characters as, like, a justification, but it still doesn't change the fact that there is a history of violence against women in horror. And it's not something... That should be used for entertainment. And that's what's being done. Because American Horror Story is entertainment. And it's 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 making yeah. you know it's 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 almost making a mockery out of this the struggles that women go through. And while it's doing that to try to make commentary about the, the role of women and the persecution and the whatever, all of that, yeah, it's still doing, it's having its cake and eating its too. I called it earlier the family guy of seasons. Because yeah, that was good. It's like, I don't think Seth MacFarlane is like an overt race. Like he's not yeah. a clan member, yeah. but he is yet another white male showrunner who thinks that he has like ownership over a lot of, inappropriate racial material yeah and he doesn't yeah. and this show thinks that it's making this commentary but like you're still using the stereotype yeah. to comment on the stereotype well it's a good observation because it's almost like something that i think a past generation not took for granted but it's it's the kind of it's been the norm for yes. so long and now i get it it's not 2005 anymore well yeah no but uh, but it's it's true and times are changing in this really is not acceptable you know it's too it's, late if this I was agree- season one and it yeah. was 2008 i don't yeah so i don't think i was aware so, to this so but. yeah so it's it's upsetting to see that however it's you know there are some good things going on there are some good performances there are great costumes wigs are all great uh cinematography the well, score i will say aesthetically we do have, we do have- <laughs> In terms of performances, we have a pretty solid scene between Cheyenne Jackson where he and reveals, like he shows with a picture of his Finally family. some great drama, right? Fine. And just like, come on, yeah, we're piecing this together. I have been coming to you for months, begging for your help, telling you exactly what's been going on. Did you even listen to me? <gasps> you never believed a word I said, did you? Did you? I do, I do now, all of it. And the man that has been terrorizing you is more dangerous than you know. What do you know about him? He's my brother. He's my little brother. Wait a minute. Th- 
This is my nanny. Wait, is Winter your sister? Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ! Your sister's screwing my wife! I'm sorry, I wasn't listening, at least not clearly enough. It, it never occurred to me that you were talking about my brother. Oh my God! That's how he did it! That's how he got inside my head! It was you! No. No, no, I, no. I told you everything no, about no. the clowns, the holes, all of Absolutely it. Absolutely What not. was I, some kind of amusing conversation at a family dinner? He must have broken into my office. This and is all me. your fault. I, I want your license. I want your goddamn license. I, you I, have ruined my life. I need you to trust, trust me. Trust you? How the hell am I supposed to trust you? You spent years under the same roof, and you're just now realizing your brother's a psychopath? I know. You have taken everything from me. You are the reason. I lost my son. I, I, you Allie, understand that? Allie, I know. God damn you! Allie, I am going to put you back together with your son if it is the last thing I do. I'm gonna get Kai off the street. I'm gonna have him committed or prosecuted if it comes to that, but you will have your life back. I promise you that. Yes. Good scene. Great scene, and you know, and it, a solid Sarah Paulson impersonation. Well, I'll and give it was you like that. it was almost that actually was not a good one. I didn't well, even. you captured that was like Jessica Lange doing Joan Crawford. You captured yeah, yeah, the some, essence. Some Sarah, and it was played as Ty, but you no, know, yeah, Ty in the role of Sarah Paulson in yes. the role of Allie was there. I'm scared of Clyde. But, um, no, but it was all, you know, but that was a good scene. That was my favorite scene in the thing because it was all, you know, it's like you're. It, Okay, so I think I was telling you before, it's like, I watch TV to escape. I watch TV to escape. I've got enough problems. Everyone has enough problems. The world is full of problems. So we watch TV to escape, and suddenly it's like, oh, rape, rape, rape. Inse you know, Ugh. it's just a lot. It's a lot. But I do think it's interesting that you comment on the escape thing, because my biggest problem this whole season has been that it so literally keeps coming back to real-life events. And it's just too painful. It is a lot, right. And we want to be... It's American Horror Story, you know? It's not newsroom. It's not anything, you know? And especially... I can't remember if we talked about The Handmaid's Tale last episode. I don't think that no, we, we did. No, we didn't, no. But I, I just finally, like, binged The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Which is a wonderful show. Yes. Um, that is... A, I mean, not directly... I mean, Margaret Atwood's... The original material is timeless, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. No matter when it's published, it kind of applies. But it does feel very... It speaks to our times very, very well. Yes. And I had kind of taken my time in watching it because, again, feeling so much pain about the election... Yes. ...that I, I wanted to... I just needed time. When I finally watched it, I was happy because it dealt with the issues of of persecution and conservatism run amok and all of that in such smart, nuanced ways. Ryan Murphy is not Margaret Atwood. Yes. Well, and it's also... It's a, it, Margaret Atwood is a woman. She is entitled to do this, and she does it beautifully. And probably, I think just experientially, that has why, like way more yeah. things to say about the nuances of... I just he's wish you see okay because I love Ryan Murphy I really do and I think he's good at what he does this that he has his own style but this is it's it's exploiting things that shouldn't be exploited yes. you know from a gay man's person it's like it's that gay that thing that gay guys love to do and I'll say that it's like we love to like take a subject and make it like a snarky like oh right it's like, because we've had to deal with well, a lot of shit so we want to make light of things well, you everything and I is so you kind know. of talked about like 
I think we've kind of overused the word bitch on the podcast in the first few episodes. I said it once. And well, I, I said it too much, and it's like... That's just not a word I think that we have ownership over. No, we don't. I don't get to go around calling women bitches because no. it's misogynistic. It's misogynistic. I, it's not mine to use. No, exactly, exactly, exactly. And I just, I want to be clear. And then we actually will get into the more fun things. We we needed like nine minutes to just like deal with what is hard about this episode. Yeah. But we do have fun things planned. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, but I want to say the reason that I compare it to The Handmaid's Tale is, one, the show itself invites that comparison. They actually, this episode wrote a line about, like, what is this handmaid shit? Yes. Because plot-wise, it's resembling the actual plot of that book and TV show. And do not compare don't, don't, this, yeah. uh, this do show not. to <laughs> Margaret fucking Atwood. Because it's no, it has nothing to say yeah. that even touches what The Handmaid's Tale has already said and yeah. continues to say. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. then the ceremony that oh. this, that American Horror Story presents of like, he's gonna anally penetrate Silver Fox Detective while he, while Silver Fox Detective impregnates Meadow is like a very direct. I felt like I was watching like a porn stage play. Well, that's exactly the problem. Right? The Handmaid's Tale which has would... the ceremony, which yeah. is rape, which is those, those yes. the girls in that situation have no consent to, you know, what mm. is being done to them. Mm-hmm. And I saw an interview with Reed Moreno, who directed the first three episodes of The Handmaid's Tale, who talked about crafting... Rita Morena? Reed Moreno, I think her name oh, is. Oh, okay. But she's the the director. She yeah. directed and crafted the ceremony scenes yeah. in The Handmaid's Tale and yeah. talked about stripping it of anything sexual because it could it it is so inappropriate. It's not erotic. It should it not be... It cannot be erotic right. because it is a, a rape. Right. And this scene... Yes, uh-huh. Was a rape. Well, okay, and Ryan Murphy eroticizes a lot of subjects. This one, you know, was not, should not have been. No. <laughs> should not have been. And by eroticize, I mean literally, before they go to do it, Ryan Murphy makes sure that he still gets that shot of a fucking shirtless Evan Peters, who, by the way, was a minor when he started working with Ryan Murphy, so that's just fucking weird. Was he? Yeah, he was not. I think he was at most 17, maybe 18 in the first season. Okay. All just weird. Well, he grew up, though. You know, that's fine. Whatever, I won't even touch that. not anymore. Ryan Murphy still made sure that he got a fucking naked Evan Peters fucking, like, molesting, you know, a hot gay man as they prepare to rape Winter. Like... Shit, go fuck yourself, Ryan Murphy. Well, hey, I mean, okay. All right, so there's a lot of anger, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So let's, you know, remember that there are a lot of issues in the world, and we can't fix them all one by one. But we can. We can play a game. We can play a little game. Yeah. That's what we have here. Now, after having said all of that, I do wonder if this was the right tonal game to play. (laughs) I think it's perfect. What are you talking about? All right, well, let's do it. We've got got our own rounds of Fuck, Fuck, Marry, Kill. kill. We've all played it. So Ty and I have, uh, we don't know what we're going to say. We've each got two sets for each other. You want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Okay, James. And this this is not just cult. This is all of... Ryan Murphy, all of American Horror Stories, and all the characters. Okay, so I fuck, Mary kill, James. Obnoxiously chiseled therapist, Cheyenne Jackson. Okay. Um, 
I forget her name. But two-headed Sarah Paulson in Freak Show. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and um, Evan Peters in Hotel. Oh, in Hotel? Fun. Yeah, the fun the fun. Guy. Okay. Um, fun I'd guy. fuck uh, Evan Peters in Hotel. Yeah, I just think he's too. repressed and I would die, but it'd yeah. be hot. Um, I would... Uh, kill uh, two-headed. I kill Siamese twin uh, Sarah one? Paulson <laughs> uh, because I like I I don't I'm not attracted to her and I'm a misogynist. So and then uh, I guess I'd marry Cheyenne Jackson. He seems stable. Okay. All right. Right. I would have yeah. switched Cheyenne with Evan. I would have married Evan and fucked. I mean, either way, you're dying. Wait, <laughs> Sarah Paulson's dying. <laughs> well, but you die. Any any involvement with uh, Evan Peters' oh, character yeah. in the hotel? So that's not a marriage that kill ends him, well. <laughs> um, okay, wait. Uh, running low on time. My turn. Go ahead. Sarah Paulson as Lana Winters from season two. Oh. Sarah Paulson as Siamese twins from oh! show, or Sarah Paulson as lesbian progressive Sarah Paulson from this season. Whoa. Fuck, Mary kill. Oh my god. Well, I don't fuck women, but I guess I have no well, you choice. Have yeah. I, um, I would, I would fuck, th- um, I would fuck this season just because okay. I like crazy people. I like okay. having sex yeah. with crazies. And I she's would, unmedicated, so her libido's still strong. Yes, yeah. I would marry Lana Winters. Great. No, I wouldn't. I would kill Lana <gasps> Winters. And I would marry uh, the two-headed uh, dragon. Because of she, good company. She needs it. A good I, company, she, you know? She led a hard life. Yeah, and you'd like, oh, you never run out of a topic. And You're all always... she ever wanted was love. Yeah, both of them. So. All right. Okay, your turn. Okay, fuck, marry, kill. Okay. Lena Dunham. As Valerie Solano. Oh, as Valerie. Okay. <laughs> Just in general. Just in general, yeah. Um, the Countess, Lady Gaga, in Hotel. Okay. Or Silver Fox Detective. Ooh, I'd kill Silver Fox Detective because I hate his fucking character so much. Wow. He's a goddamn Nazi, by the way. Yeah, we didn't talk yes, about that. Yeah, we didn't his character, had, his house has Nazi memorabilia yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, kill that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um... I'd I'd marry Valerie Solanas. I wow! Feel, I feel no, like... no, not Valerie Solanas. Lena Dunham as Valerie Solanas. I still would. I'd yes. like to be in Scum. I think you'd get along. Yeah, you I think we would. Got, you're both very passionate. And then what was the third one? Um, the Countess, Lady Gaga. Oh, I'd fuck her. Oh, you, oh, 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 oh yeah, that lined up right. Oh, yeah, that worked out well. Okay, last one. All, right. uh, all the siblings. Trump, it's Trump loving Evan Peters, Cheyenne Jackson, and Carrie Fisher's daughter one? Billy Lord. That's all three. Oh my God. Okay, I would marry Billy Lord. I love her so much. Um, um, I guess I would. I would. In this case, I would fuck Evan Peters, and I'd marry Cheyenne Jackson just for the stability. On it, the, right? He just seems so stable. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a good listener. <laughs> Turns out that's okay. He doesn't pay a lot of attention. Listening is not important. <laughs> well, I know that took a lot of time, but it, for any of you who watched the episode, I feel like we all needed a little relief. Just a right? little silly. Yeah, a little silly in the world, in our lives. And we're not quite done being silly. For I know of no better way to express your feelings than in song. Specifically, a Stephen Sondheim ballad written for Glynis John's infamous three-note range. That's perfect, because I just have so many feelings. 
over this show. I'm very aware. Ryan Murphy's understanding of feminist politics could use some repair. I, I thought this was about clowns. I miss Sarah Paulson's breakdowns. I miss season two. <laughs> but it's still great fun. Whatever I'm done. We have just three episodes left. I want to run. But where are the clowns? I actually miss the clowns. Don't bother! There he the whole time for doing this fucking podcast. That's our show this week. That's I, it, guys. I can't sing. Neither could Glennis Johns. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, you know, we tried our best. There's way too much to get through. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Give us a review. Not about our singing ability, but about the overall, you know. Everything. Five stars or one star. No four, three, or two. None of that bullshit. <laughs> and remember... <laughs> We love